BSB OT some number recording minutes, just seconds after Igor threatened to fight Artemi Panarin. I wonder if everything is okay in the locker room. Do you think? What do you think Rick's going to say about this? What can we expect from the, the turmoil between the Russian blood in, in the locker room, Gregory? How can we handle this kind of team? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I thought... <laughs> I'm sorry about Trevor Bauer. Let's just get out of the way, all right? It's the worst. This is the fucking worst. I, you know what's funny? The first, literally, the first period of the Ranger game, I couldn't find it in my heart to be funny. I, I couldn't do it. I was able to get there as the game went along because I think I just started to talk myself out of it a little bit. Plus, the Bob Nightingale memes are all wonderful. They're all fantastic. How that man has a job, Lord only knows. Goes to show you what kind of quality they have over there at USA Today, huh? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, definitely. Of course, there's no one else over there we know anyway at USA Today, so that's totally fine. I totally get uh, what you're saying. Yes, yeah. I, I, it was, dude. It, you knew it was it, as soon as we said we would wait until Thursday to do a BSBOT. Right, right. We course. knew that Tony wasn't getting traded, uh-huh. and we knew that something miserable was going to happen. So let's get into everything, and I'm sure we'll talk more in detail about METS at the end. Um, we don't actually know if that's not confirmed signing, so let's talk some Ranger stuff. What? I know, right? Is there a game today? Crazy, crazy. So the Washington Capitals, uh, I thought they played particularly very dirty the entire night. The embellishment, what? yeah, I know. The embellishment call against Capocaco is a a crime, like a federal crime. It was clearly not an embellishment. Capocaco can't act to save his life. I don't understand what exactly happened there. And also, well, it's, just, it's, it's not just acting. It was fucking knee to knee. Clearly. Like, you can't, that shit hurts. Clearly. I, I don't care who the fuck, unless you're Zidane Chara, that shit hurts. Zidane Chara is, is ageless and a uh, a wonder of the world, I truly. Well, I don't he's not understand. a human. I don't know what he is. When he I, took a shot tonight, it was human. like it was like watching a Transformer like wind up. It was so mechanical, <laughs> like just so like 1990s cartoons uh, ability. Anyway, the Rio Rangers beat the Washington Capitals 4-2. They started a bunch of fights at the end of the game. I didn't think the Capitals played particularly clean, like I said. I thought Ovechkin is uh, amazing. The guy is still tremendous and one of the best goal scorers of all time. But Gregory, the defense, Libra Hayek, the kayak, paddled his way directly into our hearts. Potato scored. And Philip DiGiuseppe, like, looks incredible. He looked like what I thought Lafreniere would, would, would be this year. So... What is happening? Like, we're just getting performances out of the underdog players we didn't expect. Wait, you expected Alexi Lafreniere to be a defensive wizard? No. No, I, I just... Did Giuseppe, like, looked spry tonight. He had puck control. He was, like... Making... He's a good He's a good player. Yeah, he looks good. We, we were saying this last year, that it was refreshing when Giuseppe got in the lineup, that it was refreshing. I can't get over this Igor gift. I keep watching it. <laughs> Rick just tweeted out, laugh my ass off. This is incredible. It's probably one of the most legendary Ranger gifts of all time. It's like this and the Hank Smoothie gift. Like, I, I can't... I, well, that, I just... The the Russians on the Rangers are fucking hilarious. I don't care what anyone says. I You cannot sit here and tell me it was coincidence that on Monday night, walking into the game, that Pavel Buchnevich, for the first time in his entire life, gave the camera a thumbs up, and that wasn't supposed to mean anything. That would 100% meant he was mocking tony i i don't care what you say i don't Tony's care. that's tony's thing every fucking picture we ever saw of tony was him with a shit-eating grin on his face and a thumbs up and buchnevich does the thumbs up for the first time in his life walking into the game as soon as d'angelo's not on the team that dude's 
hilarious. I will give him as many millions as he wants. It's and ho- then Igor pretending to fight Artemi is just chef's fucking kiss. Oh, also, but, but Georgiev is right there, my man. He's right there. When he's he right there it. and oblivious to it, too, because that's just Alexander <laughs> Georgiev he in knows, a freaking nutshell. He knows. Uh, I will just say it again. Um, no reason to sit Igor after this zero, one either. Dude, zero he percent. played another fantastic game. The only real goal, I mean, Ovi goal, that happens to any goalie, right? No goalie out there could stop Ovechkin when he does Ovi's stuff like that. Ovi's a cheat code. That's what he's he does. Code. No big deal. It was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, start point, start And button. the other one was a former Ranger goal, which you knew, like, the game started and Washington was up one nothing. A former Ranger's always going to score. It was Haglin. It was hardly a goal, to be honest. And it, w- it wasn't, like, exactly an expert shot, mostly because Haglin ran into it and it floated right above Igor. So I don't blame Igor particularly. For it, of course, he should have caught yeah, it. He could, he could but, have caught it, but I'm not going to lose sleep over that goal. I know, me either. Just tremendous. I this, it's I can't get over this gift, bro. He fights, he goes to fight Artemi with Georgie right there. By the way, I don't know if you saw, but I was studying the film of Georgiev like a uh, I, I film. saw your tweet. Uh, he it does look like he has a large bruise slash gash above his eye. I'm just saying, mm. not can't doesn't really seem like it's from a fist, Gregory. Hmm, interesting. His right eye, you say. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. 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 Makes you think. Uh, speaking of the man uh, formerly of Ranger uh, team play, I guess, at this point in time, rumors ab- ab- abound that he may be traded to Calgary. So we'll see. I don't know if you have thoughts about Sam Bennett so far. I have almost zero at all. I will see if the trade actually goes down. But Larry did dunk on some reporters saying there was nothing there, which I thought really fiery night on Rangers Twitter. Just one of the best. This whole these these last three weeks have just been gold stuff. It's just been gold the entire time. Yeah, it's a real bummer that again, such a jokeable and memeable Ranger game, and the Mets had to do a Mets thing. <laughs> just unbelievable. Really, it's kind not of. Even, it's not even official yet. It's official. Come on. Stop it. Kreider is like... You really uh, think the Dodgers... He's going to the Dodgers? Fuck off. According to Molly Walker, future guest of this podcast, Chris Kreider uh-huh. is lifting the table up and down while Ryan Strom is speaking to the media right now. Safe to say the team is in good spirits. It's- <laughs> Chris Kreider's a psychopath. That doesn't mean the team's in good spirits. Chris Kreider could legitimately be pissed off that Ryan Strom, who, by the way, had two goals oh, tonight... Oh, my God. ...should have four. He should have four. Like, the dude... Unbelievable. Oh, you know, I the think first, it's... the first open net he misses, it's kind of funny to joke about it because it, it he should have made a, made the shot on target there. But like, all right, there's a degree of difficulty. The second one, fucking hilarious. There's no other way to describe it. The the, the open net at the end of the game, Strom is right there. It's pretty much by himself. And you're like, come on, Stromer, you got this, bud. You can do it. You missed the early one. You, no, he can't. No, no you, you can't, can't do it. <laughs> you oh, can, my God. You can only do the hard, go- the hard goals when Artemi hit, hits you, like, on the on the tape. Like that's No, but that did. wasn't a hard goal. That was like Ryan Strom had no choice but to score. Yeah, it's true. Artemi did all the work there. Yeah. Like if if I there's a part of me that wishes he went over three on empty nets, but I I also like winning hockey games, and I think my mental health needed a win tonight in the worst way. Um, I, yeah, people, the people are really look... going to be confused because I think people think the Bauer sighting is a good thing, and then we'll get into it later. <laughs> but but you are so anti it, even though I said it would definitely happen a couple months ago. All well, right, fuck you. I, it's true. Um, I'm sorry. All right, let's yeah, get back to the Blake game. Snell doing, buddy? How, fuck, how's that working out for off, you? Greg. <laughs> Luis Patino going to be real special. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Um, Sad because that was still a good fucking trade. It, just, it was. There was a, there was a lot of good. Fuck to, Trevor Bauer. There was a lot of good to take away from this game. 
Uh, I, I let's just go go right through it. I got some notes here, in particular. Uh, you took I, notes? No, I don't. I have. I'm actually holding my nail clipper in my hand and uh, like something else in my other hand. Weird. Anyway, why um, are you holding a nail clipper? I just keep stuff on my desk that I like. So I have like um like a, a strength gripper on my desk. I have like an NHL ball, my vitamins. I have my nail clipper over here. You know, I have uh of some screwdrivers. Just describing stuff on my desk segment. I thought. Okay, but why are you holding it? I uh, I have a, a twitch. You're never gonna believe this, but I can't. I usually hold things in my hand when we podcast. I know, strange, right? I just keep going. I'm Energizer Bunny. Anyway, as I'm not taking notes, <laughs> it's just computer silence. I'll get judged for that one. Got a lot of stuff coming my way tomorrow. That's okay. I'm not gonna edit that out. Brave boy. Okay, Adam Fox is limitless. Just uh, there are plenty of times that I'm sure you watch the power play. The power play tonight. Once again, looks like one of the best power plays I've ever seen, but still can't finish. Adam Fox controls the blue line like he's a black hole. The pucks never seem to get past him. He keeps the, he kept the Capitals in their own zone forever. Uh, I just wonder what's going on with Mika Zibanejad in that situation where he, he's got, like, I, I almost want to call it bad luck at this point. I, I don't think it's... He's just been not invisible, but he every chance he's gotten to, like, take that, like, one-timer shot on the net, it just hasn't come very easily for him. Yeah, I don't know how to judge our power play at this time because it's doing one thing incredibly well, which is controlling the tempo of play. It is absolutely exhausting for the other team when the Rangers have the puck on the power play. It, it, seems, like, it seems like it never leaves the zone, but it also seems like the Rangers can't get the puck on net. So it's... It's like, is there something I would change about the Rangers' top power play unit? No, but also absolutely. It's I maybe it's just a matter maybe it's just puck luck, and it's a matter of time until Mika figures it out and he gets these pucks on net. But like when people complain about ice time for either Lafreniere or Kako, mm-hmm. the first thing and the only thing that we can point to would be to put one of them on the top power play unit. But those five guys have been playing so well together in terms of controlling the tempo of play, controlling the zone, controlling the puck. I don't know who I would take out of that five. I'm not taking Fox. I'm not taking Buchnevich. I'm not taking Mika because I think it's like Mika's the only one you would take off, right? Yeah, but you can't do that. Never in your, never in your wildest dreams are you taking Mika Zibanejad off that top power play because it's only a matter of time until he's ripping goals like he did last year. Yeah, you can't do it. That's not that's a no go whatsoever yeah. with Mika. I guess you could make an argument for Kreider, but again, it could. But like Kreider's an in front of the net presence. It's not like his role in the power play is not exactly going to be conducive. To and, and it's not exactly Lafreniere like Lafreniere or Kako's game. I was about to say it's not like Kako can really replace what Kreider does in front of the net. Kako doesn't have the strength that Kreider has at this point in time, and that's. That's kind of where where Kreider makes his bread and butter is right in front of the net like that. I think that's where Kako can specialize eventually as he continues to grow and develop his game. And he'll have a little bit more of stick handling ability than Chris Kreider will. But he's so far from that right now. Uh, Do you think it's kind of funny that every time that Kako is kind of getting quote unquote less ice time, of which we've heard a lot of this year, I can't stop hearing about it. And I know... Listen, I'm, we're one-on-one connected to Capo Caco, right? No doubt about it. But I really didn't see a lot of, hey, 
how come Lafreniere's ice time or where is he like all night tonight? I didn't really see a lot of complaining about that. And I don't know if it was just because the Rangers were playing so damn well that there wasn't time to complain about it. Or if it was people just aren't worried because he's the number one overall pick. Well, it's I, I feel like one of the biggest thing to me that gets overlooked when we're looking at people's ice time. And I just pulled it up for shits and gigs here. Lafreniere had mm-hmm. 1238 tonight. That's fine. And Kako had 1413. Ice time tonight is actually pretty even unless you were uh, Julian Goche, who only got six minutes and change. But that's going to happen when you're playing on the fourth line and it's a very close game and you're not exactly one of the shutdown defensemen, defensive-minded forwards on the ice. Like That's the other thing I think people overlook when we're talking about ice time. Kako and Lafreniere, at this point in their careers, aren't guys that the coaching staff is going to want on the ice in a one-goal game against a team like the Washington Capitals. It's not going to happen. It's it's not what their game is yet, and that's perfectly fine. There will come a point in time in a couple of years when the Rangers will need Kako and Lafreniere to step up like Pavel Buchnevich is stepping up this year and become a more defensively-minded forward. But I think you're starting to see it with Kako already, by the way. It's starting to happen. Yeah. In a one-goal game, you're trying to defend your lead, you're going to lean on Kevin Rooney, Phil DiGiuseppe, those type of players because they're a little bit more defensively responsible. You're protect. You're not turtling, right? It's not turtling like Tortorella or, or Vigneault used to do. Phil, we saw it late in this game where DiGiuseppe almost set up or should have set up Brett Howden for maybe a game icing goal and Howden couldn't finish it. But those guys have enough offensive wherewithal that you need their defense out there. You need to give them a little more ice time at the end of the game. And by the way, Kevin Rooney, my guy. Oh three yeah. Game point streak here, baby. I, Kevin Rooney's been good. Look, man. when I'm right, I'm right. It's that simple. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't help it. It's funny because, you know, Blackwell, Colin Blackwell, who is Ranger legend at this point, isn't even back in this lineup. And when, when there were signings in the off season, we kind of cried and whined about Jack Johnson, who, I don't know. I'm sure he'll be back soon. I don't know exactly what's going on with his recovery. We haven't exactly been yearning for him to get back, right? But Lieber Hayek looked okay. And in the offseason when Blackwell and Rooney were signed, we were kind of like, yeah, they're just guys. But Rooney's turned out to be pretty tremendous for this team so far. Three, three point, like you said, three-game point streak. That's amazing. And on top of that, Blackwell, like I said, Ranger legend. And he's, he's going to come back soon. So I'm pretty sure... Look, the team got has a lot going for it. Before tonight, they were five. They got five points out of six, five out of six points in the last three games. They're starting to really put something together. Igor's getting hot. I think the, the Panarin, Strom, Kako line looks absolutely tremendous. If I'm being honest, and if because of energy, I can get going. Like this team's got serious. I don't know if they've got serious legs, but they'll be able to compete next week. As you probably know already, Gregory, the game on Saturday is canceled due to a pandemic. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that means next week they have Islanders on Monday night, which means we'll be recording late. Then Wednesday Bruins, which means we'll be recording late. And then Friday night Bruins again. So Is Molly recording late with us on Monday night too? Uh, it is not she, Molly. She, she, she has to cover the game. I was going to tell you this off air, but she'll be doing the oh. week after. Yes. So you lied to me again. I, Yes, I lied to you directly again. We had this conversation yesterday, but yeah. Not you and I, me and Molly. Anyway, that's behind the scenes with Ryan. Unbelievable. I know. I'm gonna try and get a. I'm gonna try and text the guest we we tried to have on last week. Again. Anyway, we'll figure it out. All fair stuff. Anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Talk a little bit more Rangers Ranger things. 
And then we'll, uh, I'm sure we got to talk some Metsies with Gregory. Here we go. Tran. Must, must we? I don't know. Position. We're back. Oh! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you think we're actually like cutting to a real break? I don't know. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes things happen and I, I get caught off guard. Okay. Here we are. Still back. Uh, all right. We got 15 more minutes of hard action here on, uh, Breakaway our OT. So well, I just wanted I wanted to say something before you you toss the break. But since we're since technically you and I are having one continuous stream of thought here, mm-hmm. uh, just a point about the Blackwells, the Rooneys, the DiGiuseppe's. Hit me. That's the difference between signing guys that can actually play hockey and signing Cody McLeod. And Ooh, that's Michael a Hayden. good point. I like that. Like that's it's not that these guys are necessarily guys you need to feed minutes to right there but it's it's the difference between having actual depth and actual hockey players or having guys who add a little something to the lineup a little snarl like do we think are the rangers playing any differently because they don't have like a a, a through and through fighter on the ice like michael haley's not here cody mcleod's not here our good friend tanner glass isn't here the Rangers are playing some of the best hockey we've seen them play since we've started podcasting. And it's partially because they're not trying to put in slugs in their lineup anymore. They're putting in guys who, again, do at least one thing really well. We've talked about this on the fourth line before. You you have a really good fourth line if it's full of guys that just have one unique skill. They don't need to be complete players. They just need to do one thing incredibly well. And Rooney has his thing. Blackwell has his thing. DiGiuseppe has his thing. These are solid hockey players. They're not going to sign $5 million a year contracts in the offseason. They're not guys you're going to think you have to prioritize when it comes to protecting them from Seattle. But they're like, I hate, I hate this saying, but it's true. They are winning hockey players. Good teams need Kevin Rooney's, Colin Blackwell's, and Phil DiGiuseppe. Now, good teams don't need three of them. Uh, I, I would say it's a little bit of a depth situation where the Rangers have to put all three of those guys in in order to feel like they have to co- field a competitive hockey team. But every good team has one of them. It's why Jesper Faust, to us, was an extremely valuable piece. Now, I still think losing Jesper Faust left a black hole in the locker room that the Rangers could not fill leadership-wise. And it's partially part of the reason how we got to where we got to with certain players that have been named on this episode and aren't going to be named again. Um, but yeah, like the Rangers are a better hockey team because instead of signing someone like Maxim Lapierre, they signed to Kevin Rooney this offseason. And Rooney is helping them win. Do I think he's going to average a point per game the rest of the season? No, but I'm still going to ride or but, die with him. But okay, Greg, imagine if he did. <laughs> I mean, look, all I'm saying is He's on pace. Point for game player, Mr. Rooney. I think you make a great point with that. There's been so many players that have come on here and just been total net negatives, where at least these guys make an impact on the ice and and, and even in the locker room. You can tell these guys are, are liked. Rooney especially has, has made his way into the hearts of all Ranger fans very quickly with his, his play. Colin Blackwell also. There's going to be a time that comes where I'm sure the Rangers will sign those useless players again and we will critique them, but I, I have to commend them at least. And I have to commend Gordon because I've given him some crap. These guys seemingly have done a great job. Now they're not going to carry you to the playoffs, but they have provided a lot of value for what you signed them for. 
And defensively, Potato tonight, hey, listen, you take what you could get. The Rangers look great defensively right now. Lindgren and Fox looked tremendous, tremendous all night. Miller makes a, a, at least four or five plays a game where I'm kind of like, I can't believe that guy's a rookie. It's unbelievable. His skating is almost unmatched at some points, at least his like first step on the ice. And I didn't really notice Hayek all night, except for the one time Joe McLeddy was like, look, he looks comfortable protecting the puck. And then they zoomed in on him and he looked absolutely frightened. <laughs> but other than that, I haven't really... I have, I have very little little complaints about the defense, and that particularly for me, Greg, after doing this podcast for five years, feels very strange. Um, final point, though. The, according to Hockey Stat Cards, the Ranger with the fifth best game score tonight, Kevin Rooney. Just saying. He's a fucking legend. Number four? Only Kako guys Kako. that had better games than him were Panarin, Kako, Stroman, Fox. That's what I like to hear. But it's what, it's what you hey, do, baby. Can I, just, um, can I just go off for one second? Last year, sure. every single time, I'm not an analytics guy, but Shayna would post like, you know, the cards and show exactly how bad everybody was or how good everyone was with these bar charts that I don't get, but they would be like, it would always be super in the red or mega negative Capo Caco. But almost every single game this year, Capo Caco has been a huge positive. And for me, it's just been so validating to feel like, wow, we're finally here. We made it. He's taking the step forward. I feel like a proud father. I don't know exactly what those look, sound, or act like. So tell me if I'm doing this right. But I I, I do feel that way. Uh, yeah, I'll give that to you. <laughs> I, have, I, 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 I have no way to add to that. But I, I'm happy you're happy. Thank you. Essentially. I am happy. Um, what was I going to say? Was I, I going to say anything? You were. What did you say? I was talking. I, sw- I cut you off in a, in a very Gregory and Greggian way. Oh my! I know. Anyway, we, uh, we can, we something can circ- something. We talked about Rangers, we talked about defense. Oh right, that's right. Um, something something Rangers. Do I think Potato and Hayek are going to be a solid third pair the rest of the season? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't either. But I think Quinn is smart enough to know that he can't lean on those guys, which is why he leaned on Fox. Lindgren, Miller, and Truba. It, I, I hate to, Ryan, I, I hate to be this guy. I don't want to be this guy. You know okay, I don't want to be this guy. I'll say it for you. Fire Quinn. <laughs> credit where credit is due, Ryan. Oh, no. no, fire him, Gregory. Don't do this. Sorry. If he sits Igor on, one more time, I think you can fire him. Yeah, I do think. I agree with you, by the way. With the You can't. You can't. After after what's going on right now and the way Igor's playing, you can't swap. But you have to give credit to Quinn. It sucks. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Did he lose control of the locker room? We don't want to room? do it. Don't we don't know. feel good about doing it. Doesn't seem like he lost control of the locker room. Those guys seem pretty like they get along pretty well. Just just from looking from the outside. Hmm. But uh, Ryan, obviously, everybody liked Tony. Hey, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's great a great guy. Wonderful hey, guy. The coaches love him. It's hard for us. Okay, hmm. we want to trade him for the fourth overall pick four years ago. Okay, can we do that? Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I Sam Bennett's weird to me because he might not be good unless it's the playoffs. It's not that he's bad, right? Like yep. the difference between him and Brett Howden is, first of all, Brett Howden. Hey, dude. If they if they went to the bar together, Brett Howden's the one that's oh, going home sure. with whatever he wants to go for home sure. With. Uh, Matt, um, remember bars? By the way, Brett Howden. Shout out to him. He's had he's had a pretty. Nice step up year for Brett Houghton. I lost it when Sam thought oh, uh, Brett Houghton was I, straight, straight up was so hurt. I was. It, I understood. It, I understood how hurt you were. I was also hurt for the exact opposite reason. <laughs> like 
Cavacaco is insanely talented at hockey, but he's not exactly a looker. He's like a he's like a New York five and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Brett Howden is a nine point three, and we're gonna confuse those two. Come on, give me a fucking break. What are we doing here? Anyway, Mr. Bennett. Yeah, he's he's like if you wanted to try and describe what a just fine hockey player is, pretty sure it's Sam Bennett. But th- here's but the my problem: thing. is can you really can, you could really get Sam Bennett who was fourth overall not that long ago for Tony D'Angelo who yeah but you could probably like just because he was picked fourth overall doesn't mean he's great of course you could probably have gotten Jesse Poyarvi for Tony D'Angelo at any point in the last two years no you couldn't have (laughs) (laughs) no you couldn't have I I I guarantee Gordon made that call hey you want Tony no (laughs) no No, are you kidding me if the if if Gordon offered that trade last year the, he would have been laughed out of the building by Ranger, the Rangers front office. Maybe I, I, I feel like he offered a lot of those trades for Tony. He did the. If the Oilers had an opportunity to get Tony D'Angelo for Jesse Poyarvi, they would have done it. Ryan, I'm telling you that right now. Fair, fine. That, that if the it's like if the LA Kings call the Rangers back right now and be like, "Hey, you want Leas Anderson back? We'll take Tony D'Angelo." Like, come on, I would do that. Yeah, I know you would. I'd I'd take anybody with a pulse for Tony D. The Rangers have no negotiations here. Like, I they they have no. The shocking thing is they, they actually do like, because other teams, like other teams that wanted the Rangers, could be like, listen, you understand that if we just keep him on the taxi squad all year, we could just buy him we're out not for cheap. Have to pay him shit when we buy him out. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take his entire contract, fuck off. We're we don't want it. It's so weird. Give man. me someone on an expiring, and we'll call it a day. The Rangers don't have to trade Tony D'Angelo. Now they they want to trade Tony D'Angelo because they need to appease his agent, who's a Pat Brisson is maybe the most powerful agent in the NHL. He's like fucking Scott Boris when it comes to hockey. Right. So you want to keep the agent happy. Yeah, you got to do and that. And you want to like you want to show other players that if you fall into the Rangers doghouse, they're not just gonna lock you away and throw the key. Right? Like you want to give the impression to other players in the league that if you fall out of favors with the Rangers it's not the end of the world. They'll find you somewhere else to go. Should that be what Tony D'Angelo gets? No, I don't think so. You don't think so. Half of Rangers Twitter doesn't think so. Um, but you could kind of understand what the Rangers are trying to do here. They're trying to, they're not doing it for Tony. They're doing it for the next guy that causes trouble in the Rangers locker room or whatever. But like, there are real reasons why the Rangers are doing this. Doesn't mean Tony isn't an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Doesn't mean what he did was wrong. He's fucking wrong. It's just sometimes like, God, I don't want to. I'm not defending this today. Not no. when fucking Trevor Bauer is about to sign a fucking three-year contract with the guy. Hey, the, hey, there's a one-year opt-out. Okay, relax. I'm telling you, I know the Mets. He's gonna he's gonna suck he's gonna... for about six weeks. He's gonna get fucking thoracic outlet syndrome. He's gonna have surgery. He's not opting out. It's going to cost the Mets one of Syndergaard or Conforto. I know how this story plays out, Ryan. You've been, I've seen it before. You've been here before. <laughs> you've done this. Yes. But it's a new, have, it's new Mets. It, there's, there's no old old juju. It's all gone. You got to say, Ryan, it's fucking hilarious. Now, I am not condoning what happened to Steve Cohen and his family. That is disgusting and sick. People who are threatening anybody, especially at the request of Dave Portnoy, you have serious mental issues of your own right. But if the Mets, their owner, gets pushed off Twitter 
by an angry Twitter mob and then goes out and signs a guy who has an angry Twitter mob at his disposal. What's the message you are sending here? Like, one plus one does not equal six, magically. I don't get it. The Mets, Sandy Alderson is in the biggest shit in the world because he hired Jared Porter, who's disgusting. Mm -hmm. He also hired Mickey Calloway, who's disgusting. And now he's going to sign Trevor Bauer, who's disgusting? Like, (laughs) what are we doing? What, What... only I hate to say this, but only the Mets. Like this is the first moment in my life where I'm like, you know, at least the Wilpons were cheap, so it wouldn't have been an option. Wow! It's, wow! It's I can't just, believe this is where we are. This is unbelievable. It's where we are. It just I look. I understand, right? I get it. The day Trevor Bauer signs with the Mets, the Mets are immediately a better team. They're like a their World chances Sandy's of winning the World Series, series increase. Whether I think Trevor Bauer is properly rated, overrated, underrated. He's a better pitcher than what the Mets would have gotten every fifth day from David Peterson right now. And I like David Peterson. I get it. The New York Mets are a better team with having Trevor Bauer on it. But you know what, Ryan? My life is more difficult. I have a moral conflict once every five days now with the fucking New York Mets. A team, by the way, that has done nothing but break my heart for 32 years. Trust me, we it's know. It's not exactly Everybody like knows. I have a ton of happy memories. <laughs> One of my happiest memories with the New York Mets has to do with Fernando Tatis hitting the the senior, not the junior, hitting two home runs in a random game in like May of 2008. That's a top 10 memory for me as a Mets fan. <laughs> like, things aren't great since 1989. Gotta tell you. Not a lot to hang your hat on. Things are changing. Just, Times just, are changing. You know, he's, he's not... Ryan, he's not as good as Stroman. Like... Oh, he's going to be the next fourth totally starter. I totally disagree. Wow. I, Look I'm at the sorry. numbers, Ryan. I'm sorry. Look at the numbers. I will. I don't have them right now, but I will look later. We'll argue about this offline. I'm sick of it. No, I'm going to argue about it every day. I, I'm not going to argue about it because our friend Pete, it's going to be Daniel fucking Murphy all over again. Don't do it. With, every five days, don't do it, Pete, Pete. This is going to send me a message. This is inside baseball, like, but yes. How do, you, how do you feel, Greg? Are you angry now? He just went eight shutout innings. You're still pissed off at him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm now just pissed off at you. And you should pay me back the thousands of dollars I made you because I told you to go in on AMC two months before all this shit happened <laughs> and you made a ton of money. So stop giving me a hard time. On that note, this has been BSBOT. I thought the Rangers played well tonight. <laughs> they played a good game. It might have been it might have been their most complete victory since Happ- the Islander 5 nothing game. It definitely was. It might have been one of their yeah. most complete victories in the past year and a half. Anyway. For sure. Fuck Trevor Bauer. For sure. We'll be back uh, next week. We're going to try and have a, a an old-time guest on the show. I'm going to text him tonight. And then the week after, we're going to have Molly on. We have some guests lined up. It should be a fun time. We might make a guest appearance on another podcast next week. Hmm. Should be Bob Nightingale's podcast? Yeah, on USA Today, baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll be back <laughs> next week. We love you guys. Let's go, Rangers. Bye.